Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting about how to listen to your body. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. This is probably one of my favorite topics um, to really talk about what does listening to your body mean. Um, one of the things that I've learned over the past couple years of studying um, Ayurveda from different teachers now, I've had three different teachers teach me about it and all three have different approaches. And so last year um, I took it from a teacher who was very uh, Western style, more masculine energy and liked the bullet points, liked um, checklist, and we can easily understand um, following a process and order type of situation. Now, this year's teacher, completely different, and we're learning it from a feminine energy perspective. So it's, I mean, completely different. So uh, it's been really, really awesome just to see where I would fall as a teacher, um, where I am falling as a teacher, and it definitely is more middle of the road, so a combination of both of them. Um, I'm not completely uh, into the feminine, I would say, yet. Maybe I will someday. Who knows? We're always evolving. Or maybe I, you know, I'm definitely moving away from my typical more masculine energy approach to things. So today I wanted to kind of chat about this because I think it plays a huge role in actually understanding what listening to our bodies means. Um, you know, learning to slow down, that's honestly the biggest thing when it comes to listening to our bodies. And it is also one of the biggest challenges I feel that we face as women. You know, we are in a go, go, go society. You know, it's hard. Like, let's be real. Like, it's really hard to slow down and to take time for ourselves. You know, we have so much going on. You know, we have kids, we have um, maybe a nap time is the only time we get for ourselves each day. You know, maybe we are working from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m., you know, and then we're trying to get in time for ourselves or, you know, at work, we're supposed to take time to tune into our bodies. It's hard. I get it. Um, but I am here to tell you that there is a way and we have to do this because what happens is disease, illness, um, constant fatigue, just that chronic, just achiness of our bodies and of our souls if we're not doing this, if we're not taking the time to actually tune into what's going on. I think I see that more often than not is people thinking that, oh, I need to do this hardcore workout when they're coming from a depleted state. To me, I tell people, I'm like, I can't honestly do that to you. I am going to make you worse. It is not going to make you better. And I understand where you're coming from is you're thinking I need to move my body because I've been sitting all day at work, but you can't go from nothing from like complete stillness to this crazy hardcore workout when you have no energy to give because what are where are you taking this energy from you know you're already depleted there's nothing more to pull from so that's something that we have to think about when we're um you know processing our workouts uh what we're eating so understanding okay is this going to fuel me or not does this actually make my body feel good and if the answer is no we have to maybe take a second look at it so that's something that i am going to challenge you guys with um pretty much all week long i really want you guys to start tuning into this and just noticing those little things so i think that's the starting point is to pay attention to okay do i really want to go run a mile and if the answer is yes do it. Like if you feel great afterwards, awesome. 
Or do we feel like we're constantly needing to run this mile because we think we should? We think that is what we need to do for our health. Like for myself, I personally got over, I had to get over it um, about a year ago, I think it was. And I just, I have such bad IT band pain after going for a run. So the last time I actually went for a run, I went, I ran a 5k over the summer and, um, you know, with some friends and I had to tell my friend, go on without me. Like I need to slow down this, like my hip is killing me and I have never felt that much pain. And the last time I ran before that 5k was a half marathon, you know, before my son was born. Uh, before I was pregnant with my son, I did not run at all with my son. when I was pregnant. That didn't feel good, but that's a subject for another day. Um, but that is, you can see, like I am in the mindset of I've done a half marathon before. I should be able to do a 5K. And I couldn't. My body did not like it. And I have known this, you know, since giving birth to my son, but my right glute just does not fire as it should be. Now that's the same IT band and knee that hurts. And most likely all of that's stemming from that right glute. Um, but that is something that I need to stop. Like I can do 10 minutes and I can do my sprints on the treadmill. All of that feels fine. But if I go much longer than 10 minutes anymore, I don't feel good. Like my hip hurts. I have a lot of pain, which then triggers me to not want to do yoga because I can't stretch the way I want to because it really pulls on that hip. So all of this stuff, you know, as we can see, you know, just from that example, I'm sure you're thinking, oh gosh, I've totally done something like that to myself where you thought this is what I should be doing but you know that is actually what's causing you the pain. So that's a situation of tuning in and listening to your body, like understanding, no, 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 I'm actually making this worse and not making it better. Um, I had people who do that with food. So like um, recently I had a friend who just stopped eating gluten and she was like, oh, I did not want to do it, but I knew this is what my body is just not processing. She's like, it just, I feel horrible every time I eat it. And then I go off of it for a few weeks and I feel amazing, but then I am, you know, because I'm in my, well, I guess mid-30s, young to mid-30s right now. And so we've had how many years of eating gluten and then all of a sudden to stop, like that's hard. And so um, those are the little things that we're like, okay, but do I feel better without it? Yes, I'm going to have to start to adapt and change my lifestyle and tune into my body because it clearly doesn't want that anymore. So those are some things to pay attention to because they're all little signs that show up into our life. And a lot of the times we choose to not pay attention. You know, we fill our plates with more things so we don't have to look at those things. You know, it'd be so easy for her to say, uh, I'm just going to keep being busy. I'm going to keep adding things like to my work plate that I don't necessarily need to do, but I don't want to pay attention that I might be having a sandwich with a non-gluten-free bread. I just don't, I don't want to deal with that. And I think a lot of us do that. We put a Band-Aid over things or we, you know, put pull up our shirt over our eyes and basically say, mm, I don't see this. I don't want to see it. So I'm just going to cover my eyes and hope it disappears on its own. Most of the time it does not disappear on its own. And we have to have our attention called to it. And that's what happens like when we get sick, you know, a lot of the times, like my son, um, a few weeks ago was coming down with a cold and I'm like, oh boy, like I got to try to make sure I don't get this cold. And if anyone has, you know, little, little kids, they understand how easy it is for them to pass it on to the parents because they're on you at all times. They're just attached to your hip. And I'm like, okay, I got to do my fire cider. Um, I got to have my tea. I got to do all these steps. And so what happens is my body started, I just felt tired. I was so tired. I wasn't feeling sick, but my body was like, you need to slow down. So of course, me being myself, I knew this and I still pushed on more than I should have. 
I mean, not horribly bad, but I just never got out of that exhausted state until basically my body fought it off. Now, I did way better than I would have in the past. In the past, I would have just kept pushing, kept going, never slowed down, uh, maybe stayed up too late, had more processed food than I needed, and you know, not taken the fire cider, not done all these preventative steps that I knew I should do. So those are the things that, again, our body gives us those warning signs. And a lot of the times, like, we don't want to pay attention. We don't want to know that we might be coming down with an illness. You know, Instead, we're like, oh, let's go to work. And then what happens is you end up getting sick and making your workmates get sick. And, you know, same thing at the gym. Like I saw this dude coughing at the gym, like coughing a lot, uh, not not a just something in my throat cough. And then he kind of looked at me and I was like, dude, like, why are you here? Like, you're just getting everyone sick because you're touching the weights. And, ugh. you know, it's those things that we have to pay attention to because we just keep spreading it, which I think it's probably part of the problem this season too with the flu and with the colds is we're not paying attention to our bodies. We're not paying attention to those signs that we should be slowing down. We shouldn't be going out in public. We just need to take care of ourselves. So that's something that, um, you know, that's kind of more on the, okay, slow down side of things. Because I think that's, for me, the biggest thing is we just are not doing that. We're not paying attention to the signs that are being shown to us. But on a practical side, I want to give you a few steps or a few things that you can do because I understand that, um, you know, you still might be in that I need some list, you know, I understand to slow down, but let's get list, let's get even more concrete. Uh, one of the things that one of my past uh, guests, Heather Baines, had said was to do a body scan. So a body scan when you wake up. I also like to incorporate a body scan maybe at 3 p.m. and then again in the evening. So not even just once a day, try to do it like three times a day. Because I find that in the morning, you might feel great. You're full of energy. It's great. Your body feels amazing. Then maybe at three, all of a sudden, you're like, oof, I'm so tired. Where's the sugar? You know, I need that soda. I need that candy. Whatever you start reaching for. So what's going on there? Like, what, what happened? And then in the evening, you're even more tired. Like, you're like, I just want to sit on the couch, turn on TV, and just veg out. Like, I cannot process anything else. So paying attention to those things, those are all signs that your body, um, something was going on. You know, something is going on. So why are you having that 3 p.m. crash? Ideally, we actually should not be. I think a lot of us have been trained that, yes, 3 p.m., we crash. But again, in Ayurveda, that's not a thing. Like, if you're having and fueling yourself properly, there is no 3 p.m. crash. Then the same thing in the evening. You might feel tired, as we should, but you shouldn't feel so exhausted that you can't do anything else productive in the evening. That's too far. So that's too far down the spectrum. So those are my three times I want you guys to check in and just notice, where did my body go throughout the day? And then what happened? You know, maybe you were more stressed out, and so you had just your, everything was going, and you were firing, and you were up here all day. And then by the end of the day, if you're up there all day long, of course you're going to be fatigued. Like your body is just in like, flight all day long. It's maybe not in fight, but we're just go, 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 you know, or maybe you are in fight all day long and you're just like more aggressive and in traffic and at work, you're angry. And then of course, that's also going to be horrible. So you're coming from a depleted or maybe a more fight stance and just knowing, okay, where am I? It's actually better to be in the fight stance than depleted. So that's also something to think about. If you're constantly exhausted, that's actually a harder thing to come back from than if you're constantly in that fight mode not suggesting either, but that is just a little fun fact. Uh, the next thing that we can do to kind of listen to our bodies, 
go to bed when you're tired. So instead of maybe, you know, you, I give myself a bedtime. So at 10 PM, but there are days where I'm like, you know what? I can go to bed at 830 and I will because I'm tired. And that's what my body says. It needs a little bit more sleep. Typically that means I might be coming down with something or maybe I got up at 430 because I do that on Monday mornings and I need to go to bed a little bit earlier that night to make sure I get my sleep all week long. So that's something to pay attention to. And then wake up right away instead of pressing snooze like five times. That's something I've, I've never pressed snooze. I just have never been that person. I don't press snooze. I never did in high school either. And um, I just get right out of bed. My husband, on the other hand, the rare, rare times that he will get up before me um, if he has an early basketball tournament on a Saturday and he will press snooze like three times. And I'm like, dude, I'm up now. Like you've pressed it three times. It's now like... 30 minutes later, why do we do that? Like even ask yourself, like, are you getting that much better sleep? Probably not. Cause you're kind of half awake, half sleeping instead of pressing snooze, just set your alarm half an hour later. Like that would be what I would do. Um, otherwise just get up. Like if you need to get up at that time, challenge yourself to just get out of bed. And I know it's easier said than done, but if you keep doing that, you start training your body that that is what it needs. And that's the new habit loop you're forming with yourself. The next concrete thing to look at, what workout do you feel like doing? So I have a workout calendar that I make for myself and um, a lot of my clients at the beginning of the month. Now with that, I always say, but see if you actually want to do that. So maybe like, for instance, today I had a workout planned. Well, I am pretty tired. Like I, again, I'm making sure I'm fighting off kind of what my son um, has. And I can tell my body is really trying to fight it off. So for me, doing a hardcore workout today is just going to make it more depleted. And so people usually ask, when should I not work out? Well, there you will know. Like for me, this state, I should not because I can tell my body's fighting it. There are other times where I might feel like, yeah, no, I actually could. Like I'm tired. I can feel like I might be fighting something off. But it's not the same as, no, we're on the brink of you're either going to get sick or you're not then you don't want to do something hardcore. Like I'll do some light yoga stretching maybe later tonight. And that's, that's good. So honoring that, like your body really will tell you what it needs. I can tell if I need to do yoga versus a strength training session now. Um, and what style of yoga even, because I do like a harder vinyasa class, um, a few days a week, but then I also do a yin restorative class and I can usually tell like, Oh, like tomorrow is usually my hardcore yoga day. Well, if I'm still feeling like how I feel right now, I'm not going to go to that class because it's going to deplete me. It's just going to be too hard. I should not be doing headstands when I feel so exhausted. So those little things, that's what you have to think about when we're planning those workouts. And your body, again, lets you know if we slow down. Now, the next one, along with what we're doing for our fitness, is what we're eating. What are we fueling ourselves with? And this one, you've got to ask yourself, how do I want to feel after eating this meal? So just as I, my friend who has been um, battling the gluten, like she finally is like, okay, I've, I've kicked it because I feel so much better. And it's just constantly I'm feeling better. And it's not those up and down roller coaster rides of what I was doing to myself before. So maybe you're like, okay, like for me, dairy, like I know I should not have cheese and things. I just shouldn't have dairy, period. But occasionally I'll put cheese in a dish and then I regret it because it just does not sit well in my stomach. And so those are the things that I have to say, do I want to feel like that after I eat a meal? Typically, we don't want to feel like that. We don't want to have those bad tummy feelings or we don't want to feel bloated or gassy and all of that stuff. And if that's what these foods were doing to you, whatever it might be for you, 
you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Sometimes it is. Like sometimes it totally is. Like there are days if I'm like, oh gosh, that looks so good. I'm just going to do it and just pay for it later, you know? And that's, and by pay for it later, I don't mean I'm going to go work out for 20 hours. It means like my stomach is not going to like me in two hours, that type of thing. So that's what I want you guys to think about is, okay, am I going to feel refreshed? Is this going to energize me? Is it going to fuel me? The answer is no. And you are not wanting to have that feeling, then just skip it and try something else. I know again, easier said than done, but these are these little principles. These are the practices that if we start doing them day after day, this is how we build a better body. We build a better mind-body connection. We start to understand what listening to our body truly means. And we start honoring our bodies. So um, the final few things that I recommend are journaling. Journaling in the morning and the evening. So again, if you don't want to do the body scan, but you want to write, maybe you write out how your body feels that morning and then how it feels in the evening. And then the meditation, I would actually do a guided meditation that takes you through the body. So there are some guided meditations where they will actually have you tune into different body parts. Um, they might tune into, uh, maybe you go on a journey, like they take you to, and by that, I mean, like you go to like a log cabin and you sit down in front of a fire. What do you see? What do you notice about your body? How do you feel like those type of things to kind of really get you, um, out of maybe your conscious mind and into the subconscious and just trying to like really tap into how you're actually feeling. And I find that those really, really are helpful if you're kind of stuck in the, you know, I think I should feel this way and therefore I do mentality, which I totally get. I have been there. Um, again, this feminine form of Ayurveda that I'm studying, we meditate a lot. <laughs> and so when I first did this course, like we have a class every Wednesday for three hours and we did a lot of meditation yesterday. And um, it was probably about 45 minutes in total of the three hours. And for me, coming from like this Western world percept perception of like, this is what education is. I, you tell me the answers. I write them down. I record them. I learn them. And then I spew them out. That is not how she's teaching us. She's teaching us how to actually tune into our body. Well, this is what the book might say. But how does that feel for you? Like mind blown, because how many times do we actually do that? Not often. So that's what I want you guys to kind of think about this week as you go into your, um, maybe your journey with exploring, you know, how to listen to your body a little bit better is how can I actually do that? What, what thing that Andrea say today that maybe struck a chord with you? What do you want to try um, to incorporate? So Try that maybe with your workout. Try it with what food you're going to eat. Um, maybe you start a body scan or a journaling practice. What, what feels best for you? So again, not a concrete, here's what you need to do challenge, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to form this challenge in a feminine energy way to have you guys um, really step into that role in your life and just understanding that you are your best teacher, but sometimes we've just forgotten you know, our way. And so I want to help guide you guys back into that direction. So that's your challenge this week. Let me know how it goes um, over on Instagram at Andrea Clausen 21 or in my private Facebook group, which is amazing. Oh my gosh, so many amazing comments and women who have joined lately. Um, and that is just peaceful power practices over in Facebook. So I think if you put that in the search bar and just put peaceful power practices, you will find um, our group because it is popping. It is awesome. I'm in there daily chatting with everyone. So that's another option if you are not an Instagram user, but you love Facebook. 
All right, that's what I have. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and go out there and spread your peaceful power. Today's episode is brought to you by my Divine Body Wisdom Coaching Program. So I get asked by women all the time who want to lose weight, what workout should I be doing and what should I be eating? But really the underlying problem isn't necessarily their workouts or their nutrition. It's disconnection from themselves. You know, we feel so much disconnection from our bodies and our minds. We start to numb ourselves out and we don't understand how to slow down and take care of ourselves anymore. So that's one of the main reasons that I created this program. You know, I felt I was doing a disservice in the training industry and in the fitness industry by putting a Band-Aid on a much larger problem. So to truly make those health changes, we need to have a total mindset shift. So that's what the Divine Body Wisdom program is for. You know, this is going to be where you learn that you are your best teacher and you're going to gain back the confidence in yourself that you might have lost through the years. So learn how to cut through all of the BS, trust yourself more, and learn how to make your own health decisions. And we're going to do this all through the lens of Ayurveda, but also incorporating our fitness and nutrition tips that I have learned through my 11 years of training. So it's going to be a compilation of some of the best stuff that I've um, gathered and tried through training now over hundreds of women. And this is my um, four-month program. So if you guys are really wanting to deep dive into Ayurveda, this is it. And the best part about it is I'm actually giving away four months of my Hustle, Muscle, and Flow program to anyone who joins. So not only are you going to get the Divine Body Wisdom program, you're going to get four months of Hustle, Muscle, and Flow to actually use that. And my Hustle, Muscle, and Flow is my fitness, my monthly fitness lifestyle program. And that you're going to be able to use what you're learning in the Divine Body Wisdom program. And you're going to use it in the Hustle, Muscle, and Flow program. So you're going to actually put this into your life and see how it makes a difference for you. All right, so that's what I have for you guys today. I really hope you guys, um, if you want to learn more about it, send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, or just head over to andreaclawson.com backslash divine body wisdom. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.